Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Lake Tahoe, California, Joey. No chill, pray now. Good afternoon, Andy. Up in the Northern California region. Correct. No, I'm in uh, South Lake Tahoe. I'm on the, uh, I'm actually in Nevada right now. I'm in the Mont Bleu Hotel and Casino on the Nevada side of the border. I can see California from here. I could. Can you see Fredo? Is he floating in the water? <laughs> yeah. Fredo is on the West Shore. Fredo actually, Fredo's, uh, Fredo's murder spot and the, uh, the, the Godfather compound is just a few hundred yards away from our friend Damo's house where I stayed last night. And, uh, but right now I'm in South Lake Tahoe on the Nevada side of the border, right across the street from the Edgewood, uh, golf course where celebrity golf will be happening tomorrow. I could easily hit a golf ball to California. I could probably throw a baseball to California if, you know, if I was loose. What is the, the Godfather two compound? Yeah. What is, what is that? Is that so, someone's house? What is that? Now it's like a, it's like a, um, like a, like a whole, I don't like resort, like not a resort, like people own homes in there, but it's like multi, it's like an HOA. You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't know how many different places are in there. I think they ex- expanded it. The dock area has definitely been expanded. There's like a whole big ass dock over there, but I bet you there's probably, a dozen at least still pretty solid residences, big ass residences within this one kind of gated community. Gotcha. Kind of a bummer that they expanded it. Yeah. Although like, I think the original thing is still like the majority of it, but also like their, their thing was like in the movie, it kind of looked like a compound. I think even that maybe even back then was like separate things, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, that Probably makes sense. Three, three or four people's homes make yeah. it look like one big thing. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And of course, they're going to expand, and it's not like they're going to keep everything the way it was. But I'm pretty sure right over there, just north of where the Godfather compound is, is where uh, Zuckerberg filmed his famous hydrofoil with the American flag that he put up the other day. Because his, his spot is also on the West Shore of tahoe what's going through his head when he posts that he thinks he's so cool he just he's just like ain't this cool man america the the pro well the problem when you're when you're at his level of fortune who is telling zuckerberg no this is a bad idea you know who's telling jeff bezos this is a bad idea yeah nobody you can't they're surrounded by yes man absolutely yeah At, at that level you you need uh, what you need is you need a sibling. If 
you have one or a friend that you've known your whole life before you achieve that level of fame and fortune to let you know, Hey man, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. This is a batshit crazy idea. Like, you Hey look- buddy, the former president of the United States is suing you for like curbing his free speech. Maybe not the day to be hydrofoil for with the American flag guy. Not that I'm in any way like mm, Trump's right, but uh, I'd like fuck them all. Well, I'd like to see a. uh, Maybe somebody can alert me to this who's listening. Are there any long form interviews with Mike or Mark Zuckerberg out there? I don't know. I can't imagine there's I can't imagine. Didn't he do a 60 minutes? That's probably the longest. But that's not a long. I'm talking. Is there an interview of unedited Mark Zuckerberg, 60 minutes or more, sit down. I don't know. I don't know either, man. Probably. probably, I I imagine if there is, it's one of the selections in the Calm app, as I can't imagine anything that would be more put you to sleep than Mark Zuckerberg talking for an hour. There's a a Calm app. Yeah. What's this thing about? Uh, It's like for people who have trouble sleeping and stuff calm your mind it's calm your mind app you know it's crazy we, we we need electronics then to me that's really not calming i'm not judging anyone using it because i need electronics i have a sound machine i was gonna say do you travel with your white noise machine yeah but i play summer nights right not white noise but my point is i don't like that that in a way is kind of fucked up like the brain is still stimulated i like you're like i play summer nights and not white noise and that is that's 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 white noise, isn't it? What do you think? What do you what, what's white noise? Like four chicks at brunch talking about sex in the city? Like what what's white noise? Is that a joke in your act? You should add it. <laughs> yeah. You should. I'm serious. You could that's a that's a quick hitter. It's a one offer. Yeah. No, mine is crickets and bugs. It's basically right. what I naturally get now living by the woods and suburbs. But you live in the basement now, so you still have to have the machine on. Yeah, because I don't hear that. Although I heard something, something crawling at the uh, baseboards from like above by the windows, not the baseboards, but by that area. I got a gopher problem. A gopher problem is a big ass caddyshack shit up at Bro, the building. It is. And it's a bit. The backyard is getting okay, destroyed. Gopher. Let's see what you got. I'll, I'll, I'll send out a tweet in the next 24 hours when I remember. I mean, this thing, it's not a small gopher. I saw this thing run across the driveway on Sunday when I was sitting at the kitchen table and I followed it out and I'm so stupid. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm saying it while I'm filming and it stares me down and the backyard is just getting destroyed. My neighbor's backyard. Apparently this is an ongoing thing that's happened at this residence for years with gophers, but not, not friendly to the, the green grass and not friendly to the lawn. Now I'm just picturing Walt in a bucket hat. Okay, gopher, here we go. Oh, oh, Walt battled the gophers. He did. And now it's on me. This, this, I just want, and then we'll jump into the NBA finals because after the NBA finals, this is what I was doing last night. I was Googling how to catch a gopher at like midnight. This is my life. What What did Google tell you? Well, there's traps. There's different things. I mean, it's not an easy, like, this isn't an easy fix. 
there's things you get to drop in the holes that can, they're going to hate the smell and to get them to move on, but you got to trap them. Now, the other day I saw the thing and it was big and I thought, Cause I'm not a violent person with animals. I also thought like, if I, I had crazy thoughts in my head, like, dude, what if I whipped a knife at it? And I was like, I don't want to kill it like that. Not also, that what I, if you just, what if you just let the gophers stay? It's ruining the lawn. I mean, I, I think he could argue that your house is ruining his, his lawn. And he would have a valid point. I would not debate that. I, I agree. Uh, he would have a valid point. I don't know. We'll see me and the gopher. Cue the Andy Ruther, Bill Murray, Caddyshack memes going. Yeah, 100%. We might be on the same intelligence level too, so that makes sense. So game one ended last night, like I said. Started and, and ended. <laughs> yeah. Game one ended last night. Game one started a week ago, finally ended last night. <laughs> See, I got that gopher on my mind. Yeah. Giannis you were was always on my mind. <laughs> Giannis was back. And, and, and to be honest, I thought he looked good for the injury that we all witnessed the week before. Yeah, he looked good. He played very well when he was in, um, you know, very limited minutes. Um, I think you got to I know it's great. They they like they got blown out, essentially. You know, it was a 20 point game mid late fourth. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, listen, if you're in the NBA finals and it's a 20 point game in the fourth quarter by me, you got blown out. So, I mean, I think at closest it got to nine or eight, like down the stretch. So they got handled pretty good. But at the same time, Giannis uh, looked great when he was in there. Now the question is, can they extend his minutes? get the same out of him because if they can i think that they could for sure be in this series i still like suns in six but if if Giannis's minutes are going to continue to be limited i like suns in less yeah suns in five but i think if they can stretch him out and he can be in there like you know throughout this nba playoffs uh, uh, on both sides we have had series go 2-0 and everybody's been like, well, it's it's like, guys, that's how it's supposed to be. Sure. Like, I am not fully uh, confident in the Bucks giving them a good game in Phoenix game two. Now, I'm not saying it can't happen, but like Phoenix has been playing well at home. Their crowd is turned and uh, I could see them absolutely being down or, you know, Phoenix being up 2-0 and it not meaning the series is over. But you're gonna need to to start stretching Giannis out. Now, is the answer to hurt him potentially long term for the sake of it? No. But uh, if you want to win this series, he's gonna have to play as well he played in game one, and he's gonna have to play more. Yeah, I, I agree. This thing, it's game, it's one game. There's a reason they play seven. It's best of seven. I I think people are too quick. I'll play a quick call from, from a, it sounds like a very younger dirt ball. This is what I'm saying. Very instant reaction type. Suns in four, Chris Paul finals MVP. That's it. That's the fucking call. Um, yep. Condoms are four at this point, the fucking bucks. Giannis can't hit a goddamn three. How's your star player not going to be able to hit a three? Anyway, Sun's in four. Wow. I mean, that's some serious. 
some serious calling out right there as a yeah. two-time MVP. Oh, you think this kid has pubes? Yes or no? Let's 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 take a pube guess. I'm thinking yes, but not not many and not for that long. Yeah. What are we he, guessing? 14, 15? He's got yeah. He's definitely got that newly like that fresh voice. Like he was waiting like a couple weeks until his voice dropped to that octave to call. He wanted to call during the second round, be like, Sons in four. Chris Paul finals MVP. No, he's now like, he's I'm, I'm the coming of man. So I was like, four. Chris Paul finals MVP. Um, but yeah, they, like, they don't, they don't, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this about your Giannis three. They don't need, nor I would argue, want Giannis to shoot threes. Like that's, I, I 100% agree. That's not his game, bro. He's seven feet tall, six ten. We were like, we're fully spoiled at this point to think a guy that looks and plays like him should ever make a three. And he's made a lot. Um, You know, the the Suns in four, I just think you're going to need Giannis to play more. The Suns have looked great, no doubt about it. And the Suns have played great at home. And I am very confident in the Suns in game two. But like I said earlier in uh, this NBA playoffs, I do feel like we weirdly... And I have yet to see anybody pull up any ESPN stats and info or anything to prove me right or wrong on this. I feel like we have a lot of 15 and 20 point games, like an abnormal amount of like kind of blowout games in games that like in series where it's close, like the Suns will win the first two games by an average of 15 points. And then they'll go back to Milwaukee. Like, I feel like when you have series normally in my NBA watching history, when you have series that go six and seven games, when you have competitive series, they're usually, you know, eight, nine, 10 point games or less. Yeah. It's pretty, I I feel like this NBA playoffs has had a lot of games where it's like one team wins by 20 and then the the next team comes back and wins by 20. And um, I have no proof that that's true. But my point is, is that like the Suns looked great and the Suns, in my opinion, did kind of like low key blow them out. And at the same time, I don't think that necessarily means much for the series. Yeah, there it does seem there's been a lot of blots. I would like to see a stat on that as well. I also don't think that's one ESPN would want to put together because they have, I don't know. They have NBA rights, right? A, a deal. They want to act like these games are all great. But, I, you know, like these series are great still. That's the thing. It's like, and I would argue that that was a great basketball game, game one. Like they low key had, you know, a blowout and had control for like the majority of the game, but it still was interesting down the stretch. Well, the difference was the Suns just had a better t- all around team effort. Six guys had double figures. Yeah. They had a better bench in that game. Obviously, Chris Paul had a great game. That move he did on Giannis where he dribbles and then backs up, which some people were calling dirty for some reason. I don't Again, know what's dirty about that. NBA Twitter is like... Yeah. NBA Twitter's next level. NBA Twitter's ludicrous. I mean, we've had literally years of episodes on this show where I'm just raging on some of the takes on NBA Twitter. The majority of NBA Twitter thinks Kobe Bryant might be the second best basketball player in the history of the NBA. That's NBA Twitter for you in a nutshell. But it gets, it gets engagement as well. That's why we always talk about it. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, Major League Baseball Twitter. Well, Major League Baseball shuts down their shuts down people who try to share shit. Yeah, I don't even think Major League Baseball Twitter is a thing. Yeah, it's not. It's just all. it's just the cesspitous barbecue guys. So Rachel Nichols, she she's out, not doing the sideline. Got, got dude. This by the way, this is what happens naturally. She gets replaced by a younger, more attractive woman, Malika Malika Andrews. Do you think she'll ever work sidelines again? I have no idea. I don't know what ESPN's doing. I mean, we talked about it last show. Like, I can't believe. I think that, you know, the problem with the quote unquote woke culture, which don't forget, I'm apparently a part of, according to some people who listen to the show, is that like I am. The, the this I think is the difference between like people who call me woke and then people who make decisions that are truly woke, quote unquote woke is like, I think she said everything. I, I don't think she said anything wrong. And ESPN caters to like the over the top folks. Whereas like just saying, you know, peaceful, peaceful protests are okay. Black lives matter, whatever. Like, I don't necessarily think that's woke. But then when you say Rachel Nichols can't say, hey, I want my job. I want my job. If you're going to you, you guys are. I agree. You guys are fucked on diversity. What? Why then would you try to correct yourself by doing somebody who maybe has not benefited benefited at all by your lack of diversity? Why don't you take a white guy's job away? And 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 to be and even that to me is always like, listen, ESPN is struggling maybe just make decisions to keep yourself above water financially. But certainly by saying I am a, like, if you read the ESPN book, ESPN has oh my God. a history of mistreating women. That why would you, come, why would you come for my job? That book is wild. And, and I would advise. And it's not that crazy. And honestly, the idea that, she had to apologize and that Kendrick Perkins and like Richard Jefferson are like, we know you're a good person. Like, what did she say that makes her not a good person? And I fucking can't say like to me, I win because now I don't have Rachel Nichols on the sideline and I fucking don't like her. I wanna, so great. But I'm going to plug that book real quick. It's called those guys have all the fun. It came out in 2011. I read it. It's long. It's 832 pages. I remember reading that. I, that's when I was doing a bunch of, fraternity college shows and i was on a lot of flights traveling and i read it. i mean it's that's the thing it's not it, those girls have all the fun it's those guys have all the fun i mean i mean espn used to have a, a cocaine a cocaine pad in manhattan this is true like for all the orgies and cocaine parties like this book is the whole history of espn which is cool because it also goes through the actual history not just all the wild stuff so it's it's cool to see where it all came from, but yeah, that's the whole thing with Mike Tarico of all the dirty sleazy stuff he was doing, including trying to finger bang a girl through the window of a car, like with his hand, like he's not in the car. I just, I, you you know, what we were talking about. I was talking with my brother today. We we're talking about cancel culture, Aaron. You know, I guess cancel culture, but just me too. All that stuff. And then we were debating when it's going to hit like music. And again, I'm not trying to cancel anybody, but you know, my brother, it's my oldest brother and he, he's, he's a 
huge music historian and he loves that stuff. And I was, and he's like, it's wild. Like he was like, Jimmy page was, it's no, it was banging a 14 year old for so long. Right. And he's convinced it's not going to happen to a lot of these guys. Till they no, die. I mean, we've already seen like the grandfathering in of the older people is like fully happened. And I've said that all the time. It's like, you know, even these days, you know, you, you better be exceptional, like beyond you have to be, you have to be, you have to be like undeniably great to be like a white dude and get anything because they're like no new white dudes. Like if you, if you were like, you know, like look at Alec Baldwin running around calling people, you know, gay slurs for years, but it's like, he's already working so he can keep working, but just no new white, no new white guys. You know, that's what they, that's the thing they do. So Jimmy Page can do whatever he wants, but like, God forbid they find a Jason Mraz tweet from two years ago. He'll never fucking be able to, <laughs> he'll never be able to set foot in public again. Uh, it really is weird. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, the Led Zeppelin was shoving, you know, dead eels inside of teenagers and Ryan weird? Adams and Ryan Adams, like, told a 15 year old girl, you know, call me sometime. <laughs> was it, did Led Zeppelin really do that? Yeah. There's like some sand shark in a, I think they put a sand shark inside a girl. Oh my God. Wild. Yeah. But, but even like the lyrics, it was like, the seventies, mate. <laughs> no, no, I know. Like I told my brother, I, I said, I said, I feel like rock. Cause I, I always put rock and rap together. Cause I think they're very similar genres and, as far as the mentality and the women and just that lifestyle, I think rock and rap are, are just so similar. And I was like, dude, they have just basically gotten the carte blanche pass again. I, I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I don't have a stance on it. It is just kind of interesting how all these things are unfolding. And sadly for a place like ESPN and, 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 but, but that's the thing that's, where that's where it's all it's just so confusing because you're like Rachel Nichols can't work the finals anymore and good fucker I don't want I hate Rachel Nichols so glad she's gone but the reason that you do it is ridiculous but let's have Eminem you know join Kirk Herbstreet in the booth for the Michigan Ohio State game where he talks about murdering his wife and child and yeah. like you know putting them in the back of his car where he drives it into a lake <laughs> you're like fuck it's like, yeah, but that happened in the nineties dog. Great album. Yeah. But yeah, ex exactly. I don't know, man. The, the, no, no rhyme or reason, but and I like Eminem and I don't like Rachel Nichols. So, you know, it works out in that regard. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Me too. I, I, I totally still. agree. So you still like sons and six. I still like sons and six, but I'd like it to be a good series. If Giannis can, uh, can ex extend his minutes. What Chris, are, what Paul, are, Chris Paul was incredible. Yeah. Booker was incredible. Aiton. I mean, a Booker lot of people. Booker didn't shoot that. Well. Booker has not been shooting that well. Right. I, I feel like that's flying under the radar. But they're playing at a high pace. You know, like it's, you know, he hits big shots when you need him. Um, is it the most efficient couple series he's ever had? You know, no, but he gets big buckets. A lot of people are eating crow on Aiton, including me. Um, you know, do I think Aiton will one day be the league MVP? No, I don't. Um, do I think uh, Luca will be one day be a league MVP? Yes, I do. That being said, 
the Suns are in the NBA Finals, and Aiton was beasting in Game One. Yeah, he, he's a grown ass man. Yeah, I mean that dude is just, and he moves. He moves very well. For great his, hands, yeah. rebounding, defends, rolls, everything. Skill set. Yeah, yeah, he really does. He, he moves efficiently. So, and and Lopez. Scored, I don't know how many points in the first half or in the first three quarters, whatever it was. And then he can't be on the floor in the fourth quarter because he's getting eaten alive defensively by, amongst others, Aiton. And so you you basically render him useless because he can't stay on the court. He's, you know, Aiton is eating he, him up. He's getting eaten alive by everybody. Yeah, exactly. Then, then, on the, then on the switches, he'd be guarding Paul or Devin Booker. It's just That's just going to be a mismatch. They're going to need Holiday to step it up. He didn't have a good game. No, he didn't. And he hasn't been great. They're they're definitely going to need that if they want to compete. But as a Suns fan, if Devin Booker can go one for eight from three-point range and you can still win easily, that's that's just a good sign for your squad. So I'm stoked because I'm leaving tomorrow for my first trip to Milwaukee. Never and- been, Joe. Yeah, that's crazy because you're Mr. Midwest. I don't know about Mr. Midwest, but yeah, it's only six hours away. So I'll be headed there. It's 90s weekend for all weekend for Brewers Reds. Okay. What does that entail? So I was looking at the Brewers website for the team. Friday is some sort of throwback. 90s t-shirt i don't know what it is saturday the giveaway is like a flannel like a brewer's flannel okay maybe like a grunge throwback 90s okay a little grunge throwback i like that sunday which i was not probably gonna go to the game (laughs) oh we're here watching brewers uh, so excited i'm a cubs fan but it's just exciting for the other uh, teams in the ml central to be embracing uh, grunge, yes, you know, yeah, have, have some beers, not too many, uh, and uh, push to nine eleven. Sunday, which I was not planning on going to the day game, but I might now because of this, is Robin Yount bobblehead day. Wow, that'd be a good bobblehead to have. Not gonna That's lie, good. That's good. Then maybe go to the the box game at night. Yeah, you know, I can. Are you gonna go to the box game? No. Why? Dude, I tickets are like five hundred bucks, cheap seats. Yeah. Okay. That that's not it's not in my budget, unless you know some of our friends wanted to uh, up the ante. Some of our friends of the show, including one of our great friends, Miller Light. Yes. Home of the Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I will be there in the flesh. Might have to get a tour. I know Guy on Couch, who I'm staying with, he's a huge fan of Miller Lite. I know some Miller Lights will be kicked back over the weekend. If you see any good, you know, retro Miller merch while you're kicking around Milwaukee, you know, think of your boy. Could always use some extra Miller merch. Yeah. I feel while you. You're, while you're in Milwaukee drinking Millers, I'll be at uh, Edgewood with Mr. Millar tomorrow. So almost Miller. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's very similar. Yeah. But man, I'm hoping that they have Miller's 
in the Millar golf cart because, I mean, a Thursday by the beautiful shores of Lake Tahoe, you'll be on the beautiful shores of whatever lake that is up there. Michigan. Erie, Michigan. And uh, we'll you both be enjoying some Miller Lights. That's right, you'll guys. You'll be a guy on couch. Yes. And uh, you guys can do that, too. So next time you're getting ready to enjoy cold ones with your crew, Go to MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Next time you're having brews with your crew, your brew crew, if you will. There you go. That's a good And shout out to everybody across social medias sending messages on Twitter to at fix your life, sending messages on Instagram to at Joe Prano this past Monday for Joe Prano day. So many good Joe hashtag Joe Prano day, Miller light celebrations warms my heart and good uh, tagging Miller light. We appreciate that guys. They appreciate that. So you just alluded to it. So you're going to be caddying tomorrow. I'm caddying for Kevin Millar, former world champion, Boston Red Sox legend. Um, but like, also I've heard, I'm not really caddying like the, the guy who like is running the whole program was like, Hey, what's your golf knowledge, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you know, I play a lot of golf. Uh, I've played Edgewood a lot. Like, I feel like I can account for the, uh, elevation when thinking about club selections. I'm pretty good at reading greens. I'm kind of a, I've been called a great putter by my golf coach so yeah I'm, I'm golf knowledgeable and he was like cool well you won't actually be probably doing any of that stuff and i'm like wait why did you even ask that and he's like i don't know but uh you won't even be carrying his clubs you'll just be riding along in the cart with him and i'm like great sounds awesome so that's for the annual would that be called a pro-am celebrity tournament yeah it's the american century classic uh celebrity golf tournament it's not a pro-am because okay. there's no pro golfers in it it's just a celebrity tournament but it okay. is without a doubt the premier celebrity golf tournament in the world so many huge names lots of athletes smoltz plays every year romo plays a lot i don't know if i saw romo on the list list this year uh, Rogers Aaron Rodgers plays every year. I know he's going to be here. Barkley's here every year. Uh, Justin Timberlake plays every year. I mean, the amount of athletes that are at this Ray Allen hung out with him a couple of years ago, Marshall Falk, like everybody you can imagine from athletes is in it. Tons of celebs. And, uh, tomorrow is they actually play Friday, Saturday, Sunday is the tournament. They usually uh, air, I think, Saturday and Sunday on NBC. And uh, you, you, I'm sure you, anybody who's like even a semi-golf fan has seen it. The 17th hole here is famous. It's a par three right on the shore. They have all the boats pull up. You know, the hoops players shoot hoops there. Guys will throw footballs in into the boats. And um, so they play, they play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They have a plus scoring system so that like, you know, Eagles are plus threes and birdies are plus twos and whatever. Um, and uh, tomorrow is a practice round for the weekend. So I'm caddying for caddying slash riding along in Kevin Millar's cart tomorrow. And then uh, we'll see where the rest of the weekend takes us. Will Manny Ramirez be discussed at all? Do you think? I mean, I could bring up anything I want. 
everybody's telling me Millar is like the most fun guy of all time. The guy who's organized, I said like Millar is excited to see you meet you. Uh, if you don't have a good time, it's a hundred percent your fault. And I was like, that's such a weird thing to say to somebody, but sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we can ask him anything we want. I'm planning on putting a lot of content uh, on my Instagram, probably on my Twitter a little bit as well. Uh, definitely sharing some stuff to dirty sports. So folks can see it. So follow me and dirty sports. And it'll just be me and Kevin Millar in uh, in a golf cart, golf cart for like four hours tomorrow. That's cool. So if you have any questions, you know, send them to me. Maybe even uh, tweet them to me or send me an Instagram DM. And I'll just read them straight out. I'll be like, Kevin Millar at this guy wants to know if you ever saw Big Poppy take steroids in the locker room. Yeah, I'm just thinking some of the questions, dirt balls. This will be a dirt ball question. Like, dude, Kevin Millar. Who took the biggest dump on the yeah. 2004 championship team? Kevin Millar, are you related to anybody in Tom's River, New Jersey? Condoms are for Joe Bartnick. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Millar, who's got the biggest dick that you've ever seen? Yeah. And I need to know ethnic background as well. I like that you're doing a voice of like typical dirtball, even though that's precisely the kind of questions Andy Ruther would ask if it was unfiltered. Who is the biggest dick in the history of the Red Sox? No. I mean, I I'll be honest. That would be something that would be interesting to know. Biggest dick ever. Well, Tim Rain, did Tim Raines play for the Red Sox at all? I don't know. I don't know. I, he played for so many teams. I don't think he played for the Red Sox, but I could be wrong. And I have heard that he has, he, he has a hog, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Because you were the one who told me that. Why well, he, I know a guy who used to be a clubby for the uh for the Yankees and he said Rock Reigns you know despite the idea that maybe he got the name Rock from uh smoking crack which is probably just some racist shit to be honest. Well, no, you know Tim Reigns he was he famously said he slid head first so he didn't break crack vials in his back pocket. Okay, I stand corrected. I shouldn't have said um, that. That actually his nickname Rock was from having a giant cock. <laughs> okay. So he hit a rock between his legs. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, all these questions, you know, imagine, be imagine being so uh, careful with your crack that you'd rather slide head first on your giant dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, yeah. you got a problem. You can protect the crack or protect your cock. Yeah. Like, that was his dilemma on a daily basis. Rocker cock, rocker cock. Oh, 80s baseball was lit. Yeah. Oil can boy dropping crack from the pitcher's mound. Tim Raines sliding to protect the crack. Otis Nixon getting caught and suspended for smoking crack. Another Red Sox guy. I'm all, I'm kind of yeah. seeing a trend here. Again, I don't think Tim Raines played for the Red Sox, but the other two did. I'm going to have to do a deep dive on Millar today. Maybe go Wikipedia. Maybe go to a bunch of things. Just, you know, get some real deep Millar questions. You think Wikipedia is accurate in that shit? Yeah, I think Wikipedia is like fairly accurate. Anybody can edit it, right? Yeah. But I mean, anytime you read something, just check the source material, you know? Oh, he's an L.A. guy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Played for the Dodgers at the end. I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now. It's oh, my God, I can't believe it says this. Says Kevin Millard does not like to discuss other players' cocks. Wow, hmm. 
Yeah, maybe uh, you shouldn't trust everything on Wikipedia. Yeah, I don't think you should go there. What you should ask him is, or ask him if his biggest regret was being in a scene of the Jimmy Fallon movie starring co-starring Drew Barrymore, Fever Pitch. Yeah, I will ask him that. Which was actual game footage. But he probably didn't like that. Did you ever see that movie? I never saw it. I did not see it. I don't need to see any shit about the uh, Red Sox. I don't need to see Jimmy Fallon shit. I'm good. Who watches I mean, Jimmy Fallon? I'm going to ask that I'm, question. I mean, the like the the, so, the I'm serious. I'm, show I'm, I'm being, I'm being serious. Who Who is watching Jimmy Fallon's show? I want to know that person who's watching clips from that show. Listen, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people, but I'm sure there question, is too. But, better but, question. Like, I don't even, want, you know, better question is who's what, like, it's still the Tonight Show, you know, Tonight Show is a, you know, a historic late night spot, but like dude, podcasts have ended, ended that shit. Jimmy Fallon's movie career, you know, like, do we need to watch Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore, like remake a book that was about Manchester United to be about the Red Sox like that? I, that's a bit of a stretch. Well, you, you're still not answering the question. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. But Andy, but what I don't I don't watch anything. So you're asking the wrong guy. I mean, this night show with Jimmy Fallon is twenty seven point seven million. Viewers a night. YouTube subscribers. I'm calling okay. bullshit on that. <laughs> so the thing they posted last 11 hours ago is forty nine again. Okay, you have twenty seven point seven million. How much is that spam? Is spam? You've, your last post was forty nine thousand hits. Jimmy Fallon challenges Kevin Hart and Taraji P. Henson to games of Drinko. Oh my god, <laughs> I want to drink bleacho when I fucking hear that, dude. It, it, it just blows my mind. Like, like to me, if, if I'm gonna go on a rant about it, like these shows are the worst. Like the worst. Like the formula on the Tonight Show, what what is that? Hey, we're gonna bring in uh, Taraji P Henson and Kevin Hart, and guess what? It's Drinko. Now, if I was getting paid, I'd do it because I'm a sellout. But Jesus Christ, pretty bad shit right there. Drinko. That being said, I'm also available to do uh, stand-up comedy on all of your shows. Prino's sitting this one out. I'm just going. I'm like, no, I'm, 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 I'm away I'm from L.A. I'm I, just going, I, I, don't, I don't have an answer for you. I'm going all have, in. It's fine. I'm just going all in. I mean, it's funny because like it's I, don't trash. Even, I don't even have a I don't even have a strong opinion because like, like it's not even something that like feeds into my like it's not something that is like like, for example, we do a sports show. Like for some reason, despite the fact that I have Skip Bayless blocked, I see Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp conversations every day. Sure. <laughs> but like, I don't see, I didn't see, you know, Kevin Hart playing Drinko. Like, I don't even see this shit. I saw, the, I think the last clip I saw with any virility from late night was John Stewart on the Wuhan lab. I haven't yeah. seen a carpool karaoke in five years. I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen any of these things. I told you my idea. The remake of Carpool Karaoke. 
it's uh it's like a drive-by shooting James Corden pulls up and they fucking shoot people like they murder people and they go up to the next spot. That was probably an idea what I have under marijuana. Carpool drive by. I don't know what I was thinking. I think it'd be funny. Or, or another. How did we get here from Kevin Millar? Oh, because Kevin Millar was in fever pitch. Yeah, we got, we got a light, we got a light, (laughs) bro. We got a light rundown. It's fine. Kevin Millar was in fever pitch. Three minutes later, Andy's like, why doesn't James Corden murder people? Or the premise is while he's doing carpool karaoke. Have you thought about asking Kevin Millar about his time in the movie Fever Pitch? No, I haven't. Have you thought about asking Kevin Millar whether or not he would be willing to murder somebody in a drive-by with James Corden in carpool karaoke? See, you're already doing it. You're already coming up with the, the new segment. Or people come up while he's doing carpool karaoke and they try to shoot his car. Ooh. Right? Sure. There's a lot of ways you could go with this. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still murder idea. I'm still convinced and we'll move on. I'm still convinced everybody who's just heard this conversation, none of them watch the tonight show. I'm convinced every single person listening right now, like I I would almost go 99.9% has not watched the tonight show in the last year. Moving along. I watched it tonight just as Johnny Carson was on. So you're talking to the wrong guy. Exactly. Shakari Richardson will not be at the Olympics now. This is amazing. This is just a sad story all the way around. Well, I I understand. I don't I don't I didn't see the reasoning behind it, but I understand that, like, you know, in all these sports that have relays, like it's usually just members of the team. She didn't, she's technically not going to compete in the thing she qualified for. So it was like the idea, it would be pretty rare to bring, I mean, obviously it's a very rare occurrence that somebody qualifies and then is somehow only available, will only be available for one. But, uh, dude, she's the fastest sprinter in the United States. I understand that. Listen, You want to guarantee, Andy, the American women will win the relay she was supposed to be in without her. I don't know, man. I I don't know anything about track and field. I don't know how the other countries are going to compete with us. But as far as the competition is concerned. Well, I predicted it. And if I predicted that they will, I I predict it'll be a I predict they will talk about how it'll be a tough race against Jamaica because we don't have Shikari Richardson and that we will still win the race. Yeah, but okay. The statement from the United States Olympic track and field team says, while our heartfelt understanding lies with Shikari, we must also maintain fairness for all the athletes who attempted to realize their dreams by securing a place on the U S Olympic track and field team. So in this case, it means the remaining relay spots went to the sixth and seventh place holders who moved up in the pecking order because of her disqualification. To me, it doesn't sound like they're giving the best person the spot, the fastest person. Right now they're obviously they're not because she was the fastest. So, um, but so if she did, you know, like, yeah, it's just, it's just tough because 
she qualified. She 100% qualified, and now she's suspended. And then by the time the relays come, she could potentially race. But usually the only people who make it are the people who are the fastest at that, and then they qualify, and then they run. So it's it's a very rare occurrence, I'm sure. Well, it just sucks. But also our sixth and seventh fastest in America are probably the first and second fastest in most countries in the world. And we're going to, I know it's just every four years. And then I bro, who are you, who are you arguing with? She should be running. She should be running her sprint too. I'm not arguing anything, but I'm just, I'm just saying the points of, you know, it's delayed because of COVID. I know she's only 21. She actually seems pretty chill about it. Probably because she's most well, she's weed. Yeah. 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 She's like, I'll be back, bitches. Uh, like I want a CBD. Yeah. I don't know. It's just uh, all the way around. I just I just hate statements. It just stinks, man. And I hate that she's not running her actual race and doesn't get a chance for personal gold, relay gold. You know, it's still a medal. But- it just stinks that even the United States track and field quote says that they're sympathetic towards her and that they fully agree the international rules regarding marijuana should be reevaluated. That's so easy to say after this happens, you could have done this beforehand. You should have said these rules need to be reevaluated ahead of that. I'm just saying, well, maybe they did who, I don't know. I don't follow the regular statements by the U S track and field association, but you know who did track and field? I think Nick D'Alessandro. I think uh, Nikki D. Really? I think he did that in high school because there was a few challenges he had to me. And I was like, you're probably faster than me in sprints. I was like, bro, you want to do a marathon? It's on. You want to do like miles? How would he train? You put like a slice of cheese in, on, on like, like you're fishing in front of in front of it, just tie it to the back of the car like it's a just married can and just drive at a slow pace. Put it in front of him like a like a like a carrot in front of a burrow. Just put a piece of cheese on a stick and tie it to his own back. It's hanging over him. I like it. I do. All right. It is a shorter episode today. You you have some things to do and, and I have to. There's some things as well, but I we just do checked in. I just checked in at a casino. So what I've got to go do is make some money. The confidence is amazing. You, what do you think you're up at this point in your life? Overall gambling your entire life. That's a great question. Probably not up that much. It's probably pretty close, but I feel like, um, you know, that comes with a lot of, uh, that comes with a lot of reckless gambling. Like, like right now, if I go play, if I go downstairs and I go to, you know, gamble a little bit, I'll probably play some poker and I'll probably go to the sports book, look at some of the different futures, look at the NFL stuff. Um, you know, see if they have any, see if they have any like player props on like, I don't know, Jacob DeGrom to win MVP, shit like that. But I'll probably play some poker. Now, that being said, uh, tonight, if, you know, my buddy who owns a pub here calls me and he says, I'm off from the pub. Let's go uh, drink some beers and play some blackjack. Well, blackjack is a reckless game to play. 
I know all the rules. I know how to play, you know, uh, but it's, it's, a, it's a rigged game. Yeah. It's rigged. It's rigged for the casino. So am I up playing blackjack in my whole life? Probably not. Am I up playing craps in my whole life? Probably not. I barely play roulette, but when I do, I usually go big on odd or even or red or black. And I've got, a, I have a pretty good run of that. Maybe I'm up in roulette for the rest of my life. I'm definitely up for sure in my life. I am up playing poker in my life. I've won way more money playing poker than I've lost. Um, but it was years before I played poker in a casino. I don't think I played poker in a casino until I was like 26, 27. Um, I'm probably pretty close to E I would say I'm, I'd say I'm a, I'm saying I'm between zero and $5,000 up in sports gambling in my life. But think about that. I've been sports gambling for 20 years, divide 5,000 by 20. I'm up 250 bucks a year. It's crazy to think. That's why I was asking. Okay. Follow-up question before we do the calls. Maybe I'm up more than that in sports gambling. Cause I do have some big wins under my belt. And NBA and the NBA zigzag theory has been good to me over the years. I'm not a gambler. I'm probably I'm, I'm probably up between. I'm probably up closer to ten thousand dollars. I shouldn't say I'm not. I'm not. But I'm not a. Yeah, I'm not a five hundred dollars a year. I'm not a big gambler. But if I were to ask you, when you're achieving the best high, yeah, like the high of highs between drugs, gambling sex how are you rating those um well i mean gambling doesn't have the same like you know there's momentary greatness that's why i'm asking i mean listen there's some good drugs out there and that shit lasts a long time when i was the time i ate three people's doses of mushroom mushrooms in a national park in colorado and the whole fucking sky turned into a fireworks show and clouds were talking to me and shit. It's pretty, pretty fucking legit. I was crying at fucking pancakes the next morning with happiness. Like drugs are powerful. <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised. I, I, I was just curious where you'd put gambling. It seems like gambling is going to be last on that list. Yeah. I mean, but you know, big, Big gambling sport, like when a big sports bet comes through, like I was fucking when the Giants won that Super Bowl, the first one when the big Pistons, high. when the Pistons won that one, and I, I won all that fucking money. I've had big, big fucking hands of poker. That rush is like short, but like man, when you when you when you you know. When you call a big thing or when you shove and go all in and poker, like a big fucking, like a lot, like hundreds of dollars, you know, I've had, I've had seven, $800 hands of poker. Um, it's big when you're sitting the whole night, when you sit down at a poker table with a hundred bucks or 150 bucks and you build it to 700 or 400 and then you shove it all into the middle and you're like, fuck it, I'm going for it. And your card comes up or you went, it's, it's pretty fucking intense. You know, a regret I have speaking of that when I worked at the Rio pool, my first summer after being a teacher, we used to always joke as teachers, we had 10 weeks off and we still got paid in the summer because we were salaried. Right. 
And it was like a $12 an hour job, but you know, it was, it was good side money to go out. We, we were, whatever we're making, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what that equals out to an extra 1500 bucks a month. I used to always joke, I'm taking one of my paychecks because I, I, I don't need it. It's just party money and just go red or black. I used yeah. to always joke. And I never did it. And I should have done it just for the, just again, just for the, can I piss away a week or two weeks work as a lifeguard at a pool. Yeah. I never did. I should have done it just to, just to see the reaction, whether I win or lose, how I would feel. My odd, even red black thing is like, sometimes let's say, I don't know for the weekend here, let's say I'm like, Oh, it'd be, it'd be nice to make $500 gambling, you know? Um, and at the end of the weekend, let's say I'm up like 150 bucks or 200 bucks. A lot of times I'll be like, it's like, do you really feel like you did anything when in 200 bucks? And so I'll be like, fuck it. I'll throw the 200 bucks down on odd. And I either make 400 bucks or I make nothing. It's like the 200 bucks is basically nothing. But the 400 bucks, you're like, oh, fuck. So I've, I've thrown a couple hundred bucks on, on the one roulette spin a couple dozen times in my life. It's fun. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's get to dirtball calls. Let's do it. Um, someone had called for some advice from Bill Walton for his okay. son who played T-ball. And we had a follow-up since then. And now we have a second follow-up Ooh, about, about the, the About Bill's advice. Yes. Hi, boys. I called during the uh, listener calls podcast. I wanted Bill Walton to reach out to my four-year-old son to inspire him to be a better T-ball player. Well, no joke, the following weekend, and I should have called about this earlier. My son got the game ball after his T-ball game. He did that well. And I think it's all thanks to the inspiring power of Bill Walton. Um, some of the other kids, I think, could have really been inspired by Bill's words. In fact, I didn't know what to do. If, if that didn't work, I think I was going to reach out to the Phoenix Suns uh, girl. So, anyways, thank you guys. Thanks, Bill Walton. Thank you for inspiring my son, Max, to be a better T-ball player. And he's definitely going to play next season. Thanks, guys. Max is all in because of the legendary. You, you love to hear it. Yeah. Game ball. Talk about someone whose energy just can go from one person to another. Yeah. Remember, how we, just... remember how we thought after we met him? Yeah. I think I didn't swear for like half an episode after that. I think you went a whole episode. I think we both did. <laughs> I think we did a whole episode without swearing. Shout out to Bill. Shout out to Bill. Um, here's a question for me. Yeah, this is Clyde Jenkins, uh, Greenville Dirtball. Uh, this question's for Andy. Um, who is your favorite Reds player? Um, let me know what you think. Love you guys. Miller White. Peace. It's uh, it's pretty easy for me. It's Joey Votto. I mean, just all time or currently? Currently. Yeah. He just. He's just such an interesting dude. And if you have the athletic. You got to read this story on him. It's titled Joey Votto is playing chess and the rest of us are playing checkers. Red's first baseman, maybe the most interesting man in baseball. It was written in April. And 
it's an interview with other former Reds players and the shit that Joey Votto would do through the years. They're like, there's no one like him. Like he wanted to, he went in one year and said, I'm going to, I'm going to learn Spanish and I'm going to speak it better than these guys who are from Spanish speaking countries. And he would do shit like that. And just wild shit of like telling a pitcher, I'm going to foul off the next three balls or whatever it is. Like, like this article just sheds light on just how he views life. And he's been playing really well since he got back from injury, his stats, and his splits have been really good. And there was an article I was reading in the local paper today saying he just said he wasn't having enough fun. And he realized, dude, you know, I'm 37. I got, this is the end of my career. I got to just have fun and enjoy it. So he's, he's by far my favorite player. And I know a lot of people go nuts and say, a fucking contract. And look, the contract's not good right now. It's not good for a small market team. I also think, I don't know how you do stat wise you, you can't justify it but i also say having a leader in that clubhouse a guy who's been to multiple playoffs who's been an mvp i think he's good for the squad as far as the non statistical evidence that you can say about him i don't know he, he he's my guy he's been my guy i think he's great all time that's tough like I don't know who I'm choosing all the time. I mean, the, my first ever red poster was Eric Davis. Who would be your all-time Mets and current? It's got to be DeGrom current, right? Yeah, 100%. It's fucking, you know, it's it's like that's must-see TV when the guy pitches. He's unbelievable. He gave up two runs today. The whole Every Mets fan's like, oh, my God, what's wrong with him? He gave up fucking two runs. He pitched a complete game, you know, uh, through seven, uh, through the shortened game. He gave up two runs, and we're like, oh, no, what's happened? Um, it's insane. I've never seen anything like it in in Met, in my Metsdom. Um, what all about time, like, yeah, and what about personalities, too? All time, uh, I mean, I love Keith. And honestly, Keith... Keith is a guy who I loved when he was a Met, but his his place in Mets lore has only like grown with, you know, how great he is on the broadcast and all the shit he's at. So like he's definitely up there for me. That middle range of Mets dumb was not my thing. I'm not like the biggest Piazza guy. I'm not and the black uni era is like not for me. Um uh, Greg Jeffries was like my first ever, like, oh man, I'm fucking obsessed with Greg Jeffries. But like his his career is pretty short i loved uh carter um but like i'd say it's like degrom and keith yeah my dudes i can see that i also love, i loved larkin i loved him yeah and he he took over for the play-by-play for the reds this year and sadly i don't get to watch reds games because of that stupid contract dispute but when i have i like him i like barry calling the games yeah it's probably something that you have similar to Keith. It's like, it's like a guy who won and has the pedigree. Well, and- yeah. And Keith does it, with, you know, so many times it's Keith and Ron together. I mean, Keith, the amount of times is we've had four occasions this year where Keith's iPads, like alerting him that like Amazon has delivered like cat toys to his house in the Hamptons. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? That's great. He's, he's like, sorry. You know, I had to, I had an alert set for Haji's fucking, kitty litter and you're like just he's just the best and seinfeld and this book and 
he was, you know, and I loved him when he was there. He was obviously one of the, one of the, he was the captain of the, of the 86 team. And he was just so good. Such a great defender, the mustache. I loved Howard Johnson too, on those teams. Strawberry was obviously great, but like, yeah, all time. It's probably Keith and DeGrom. Those are probably my dudes. All right. We have an amendum. Is that what you say? An amendment? No, addendum. addendum. That's the word. Okay. On a possible bet. Okay. The season. Although, hold on. Did he leave a new call? Damn it. Hold on one second. When people leave new calls, I don't know which one. No, it's this one. Okay. Hey, Joe and Andy, this is Dawson from beautiful Bellingham, Washington. I'm calling in with a idea for the bet for next NFL season. For Joe, I was thinking that after the NFL season and for the next MLB season, you should have to go to a Dodgers game wearing colors and a jersey or whatever for a team that's not playing and has to put himself on the cut cam. Ooh. If he's wearing a jersey, can't be wearing an undershirt. You know the deal. And for Andy, I like the Bengals draft party idea, but I think that we should take it a step further, and he's got to go in full Bengals gear. We're talking makeup. We're talking maybe an orange wig. We're talking a jersey. He's got to go all out Bengals stand. So let me know what you boys think. And condoms are and will forever be for Derek Jeter stands. Stay dirty, boys. The the problem. I'm not going to lie. For you... Listen, hear me out. For you to go to a Bengals draft party. Boy, I don't think they exist, by the way. No. I, for, by the way, forget Bengals draft party. For you to go to the NFL draft. Oh, my God. That would suck. And do the, like, get oh. there early, oh, go to the suck. front thing. Hear me out. That's not even it. I want you in a full Tiger costume or a full, yeah. A full tiger costume under your jersey, under your Carson Palmer jersey. So tiger bot tiger bottoms and tail, tiger arms and paws under a Carson Palmer jersey, and then kitty fucking tiger face. Whiskers, the whole tiger thing painted on your face like you just went to the fucking fair. That's that would be legit. Okay, that would be. So I just looked this year's drafts in Las Vegas. So there is a perk. It's a fun city. Yeah. That'd be wow. I want you full tiger costume under the Carson Palmer jersey. You don't have to do any sort of headwear, although like maybe just like the the like headband of ears and then a kitty face of tiger. <laughs> like whiskers, oh, stripes on suck. your face. Okay, I think we're now we're making some good progress. That I like that one for you. To me, like, listen, I'll go to a like. It's not enough for me. Like, oh, I got to go to a Dodgers game in like an Oakland jersey without an undershirt on underneath. Okay, yeah, put myself per- on cut cam. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Well, we're, I like we're, that for you though. I like that for you. Well, let's not let's not decide. We're making progress though. We're making progress. We, NFL's we, we, around the corner, bro. I know, but we need something of that equivalent for you. Yeah, I agree. You, you going full cut cam at a Dodgers game and some people talking trash to you, you, you know, whatever. I mean, we're talking about me getting on a flight 
packing a tiger off it, especially actually it makes it even worse to be in Las Vegas. Like, can you imagine me walking around the strip, little tiger tail bouncing back and licking your paws? <laughs> like, is this a cosplay convention in town? What the fuck's going on here? Is it cosplay or cosplay? Costume. So cosplay. That's pretty funny. Because if you went, for, if you got there early, they would definitely put you on camera. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I, I'd turn into a meme. They'd be like, "Look yeah. at this fucking cheddar dick." Every time the camera's around, I demand you do the paw licking. <laughs> the licking of the paws is un- that's unbelievable. What can we do for you is the question. We got to come up with something. That's good, but I like that this is the realm. We're in the realm. Yeah, we're, we're, I knew we'd get there eventually. Okay, we got a uh, we got one more call. I don't even remember what's on this. Um, whatever. I'm just gonna play it. It's in my favorites. Let's play it, Joe, Andy, your number one hungover farmer, dirtball Jay from Minnesota. Uh, Steve Ballmer is just Kevin from the office. Kind of downed on me here. So, uh, yeah, stay dirty, boys. Yeah, that's it. Um, Do you know who Kevin is? I mean, I know who he is. In fact, he plays in this tournament every year. Oh, he does. He'll, he'll be here for sure. Brian something, I think, is his name. Um, but I know nothing about the office. I don't know enough. I haven't, I've, I've watched, watched zero start to finish full episodes of the office. Okay. I I've watched probably 25 episodes. I've seen the chili meme. Yeah. The chili meme's funny. I know I've blown well, so many of our fans are millennials. I know I've blown minds of not like I've I was going to say people were pissed that you and I are like not the biggest, just, but I like the show. It's I, it's nothing. Actually, I, I stand credit. I probably watched more. But I'm not even, I'm never even like, oh, I'll put it on. Like every once in a while, and I never do it. Every once in a while, I'm like, you know, over the years, I've missed a lot of episodes of South Park. I've missed a lot of episodes of It's Always Sunny. I should just dive in, make up, make up for lost time. Never it's do tough. It. It's tough, never man. Do it. But I never once even think like, Oh, I should watch The Office. Is The Office like on Netflix? It's on Peacock. Okay. Again, another streaming device. It's it's tough to go back. These shows lasted so long. That's where I'm. Fu- so I'm. I've been plowing through since February. Shameless. I never got into Shameless. I'm on season eight, but this is where I'm at. This is my point of. Okay, so in four months. So obviously I'm not going at the quickest pace because I got shit to do. So my point is there's 10 seasons and I think the 11th just finished. So the final season just finished in April, but like these show, and I put that office in that category of just shows that went on forever. And it's tough, especially if it's not new, you know, I like, I get what you're saying about South park and always sunny. Cause for the most part I've stayed loyal. I have stayed loyal to those. So I've watched them through. Like I'm stoked about succession coming out. Yeah. You relate to the party on that too. You did that. We did. You did that against your will. We had to twist your arm to watch succession. No, you have to twist my arm. 
I just heard a lot of good things. I just didn't do it. Don't, don't give me that. You don't have to twist my arm. The, the intro song makes my workout mix a lot. That fucking yeah. shit gets me turned. I'm like, I want to fucking I run through a brick wall. This will only be what? Season three? Yeah, just season three. It's a good show. I got to get HBO again. I haven't had HBO for a while. I'm going to get it just for succession. Well, those are the calls. 310-359-8365. Give us a holler. We'll be back Monday. We can get to the calls. I will be sending out koozies. Thanks to everybody who's left a podcast review. Again, if you leave your Twitter or Instagram handle in that review, I will reach out to you. And I'm not getting those out this week. So if you left a review in the last like two or three weeks, my apologies, but those will be all out next week for sure. And follow us on the Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. At Joe Prano on all things social media, except for Twitter at Fix Your Life. Follow me there. Uh, please follow my Instagram. I'm at 3,900. Can we get to 4,000? If you're listening to this and you don't follow me on Instagram, what are you doing? Um, keep drinking Miller Lite. Tweet or IG. DM me some thoughts, questions, comments for Kevin Millar. And uh, stay tuned to my social media. I'll be caddying for him all day tomorrow. All right. Well, that is the show, guys. Have a uh, great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. And as always, stay dirty. dirty.